Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. First, a word from our sponsor, Bros Pot is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL, golf to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today, so head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome uh, on a beautiful on a beautiful summer day. I don't know if it's summer yet, but a beautiful summer day. We're in the midst of the NBA playoffs, which I must I must say, uh, Jamal Murphy uh, is the fa- my favorite part of the NBA season. I basically attended. I should I should not admit this, you know, but I will. Day one of the season for the Knicks, and day one of the season for the Nets, and that was my NBA. You know, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, there's going to be so much that's going to go on and on and on, you know. Uh, you know, meanwhile, the NFL trudges on, you know. One game means everything. But it, but it, but listen, welcome to another version of Bill Roden on Sports. I'm Bill Roden here on a beautiful day in an undisclosed location with my friend and co-host, the great Jamal Murphy. Murph, what's up? What's going on, Bill? Yes, it's a beautiful day. About time that whatever it is, spring or summer, got here uh, because I don't think we have spring anymore. I think it just goes from like winter to summer. Uh, right. it's, it's pretty hot out there it's like now. Growing up in Chicago, you mm-hmm. have uh, you know summer, two days of spring, then winter. <laughs> right. Then winter, one two days of spring, then summer. Right. You know? Let me say this, Murph. It's good to be doing another podcast, but I must tell you, in the audience. So I listened to your podcast uh, with uh, Chris Walker, Broadcast Hoops. Yes. And, of course, you do the Up Next podcast with Khalid. Yeah. And I tell you, man, so you have a way of putting pressure on me because I'm like, Dan, you know, me and you have been doing Rose Pod for a number of years. And then, you know, you're always very diligent. And I'm kind of like lax. And then I look up, and here's another podcast. <laughs> podcast. I'm like, damn, man, I better, I better, I better, I better, because, you know, uh, you know, because you and Chris do it. I said, "Wait a minute! Did we have Chris on the show? What?" Yep, yep, yep. So, hey, and, and they put they put pressure on me. They're like, "Ah, right, when, when we do another one, when we do another one." I'm like, "Oh man, shit, I gotta do, yeah. gotta do something." But it's all it's all it's all good, man. You know, you become the hardest working the hardest working person in podcasting. And that's <laughs> yeah. hey, brother. That's at, at at your age, and and in fact, I spoke to Doc Rivers mm. about this. I was in Philadelphia, not the late Doc Rivers, but the late Doc Rivers in terms of his coaching being the head coach mm. of the Philadelphia 70s. I spent uh, an afternoon with him in Philly after they after they blown out the Celtics in game five. And everybody wanted to fire Joe Mazzullo, you know. <laughs> I, drove, I drove from Boston 
to to Philly, you know, after game five. And man, for three hours, it was I was getting pissed off. It was so brutal, man. It was so brutal. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He's yep. a novice. He yep. doesn't know he's getting out coached, blah, 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 blah. Uh, get rid of him. And then one guy, and then of course you had uh Jay Jay Williams. Is that is that is that yeah, from from Duke, the Duke, the ex Duke oh, man, player. He came out and said he's lost the locker room. Oh the my look, god! Players have turned on him, you know, and they wanted to kill him, man. And I brought this up to Doc. You know, I told him. He said, "Well, of course, man. That's you know, he's like the sage." He said, "Man, I've been through that, of course. You know, and if and if he and if he somehow he wins the series, they're gonna love him, and I'll probably get fired. <laughs> you know. So you thought, man, you follow the NBA, you know, you know." What do you think of um, uh, of the series? What do you think of Doc getting fired? That's the news of the day that we're recording this on a Tuesday, and news broke that Doc Rivers has been fired uh, as head coach. Uh, and uh, and take us through—he's like one of the third third casualty, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I get it, right? You, you, we all—I think you, we all knew it. Your your column alluded to it that it was this is very much a possibility. Uh, if, if he didn't get it done, uh, you know, get to fi- get Philly past, you know, what people are saying now is, oh, you had to get him to the Eastern Conference Finals or he's going to get fired. Uh, he doesn't get there. Uh, so I understand the business of it. You know, he, he's had a long tenure there. I forget how many years he's been in Philly, uh, but he's been there, you know, probably long as long as anybody else besides Popovich uh, in terms of current uh, tenures. But. In terms of did he deserve it? No, he didn't deserve to get fired. To me, they, you know, he and you you alluded to this in the article too. He basically overachieves in the re- regular season. That's kind of Doc's thing. Like, you know, he he overachieves in the regular season. I mean, all they have is Embiid and a bunch of role players. I'm just gonna keep it real. They don't I mean Harden is not the Harden, Harden is Harden is a role player, basically. Yeah, he's a role player. And they and then so Maury, the GM, kind of kind of tried to sell everybody that you know they have two star two superstars and all these all these role players. No, they have one superstar and a bunch of role players. Harden is not the same guy he was in Houston. He hasn't been the same since he hurt his hamstring in Brooklyn. Ever since then, he's been, you know, a fringe all-star. Uh, who's, who's, who's inconsistent. We talk about this on the show. I mean, Harden historically failed in the postseason. Right. I mean, even when he was supposedly hardened, he, he right. had his stool collapses in the playoffs. Right. And it's just right. now with age, it's not about choking. He just can't do it. That's right. That's why it's almost I don't even I don't even want to come down hard on Harden anymore because it's not fair. Right now, mm-hmm. like but I don't even count this as one of his playoff failures when when he really had his, you know, he had hundred percent of his ability. Now he, you know, he's on the downturn of his career. We see we see it with everybody. We saw him Carmelo late with the Knicks. He couldn't, you know, his knees weren't weren't the same. He couldn't finish around the basket. That's kind of what Harden is now. He doesn't have any explosiveness that he had before. So I don't I don't even like to pile on. But it's like they, you know, they, they propped him up as a as a fellow superstar with with Embiid, and that's so the fact that that Doc was able to get this team to a third seed, you know, fighting for a second seed and a first seed all season, that was a a tremendous accomplishment uh, as far as I'm concerned. But then, of course, you get to the playoffs, things even out. Everybody plays hard. All the stars come to play. So you're not hardly anybody overachieves in the playoffs, right? You know right. because. It's up to the stars, and they couldn't get it done. And even that, even and they still pushed Boston to seven, which I didn't think would happen before the series. 
and I'll I'll attribute some of it to Boston. They don't always show up every game, as far as from what I can see. They don't come with that same intensity every game. I think it would have been a five six game series if they did. But you know, Philly pushes them to seven. To me, that's a success. So I don't think he deserves to get fired. And and I don't know what you think. I'm I'm pretty sure he'll get another job. So we yes. so people still know he can coach. Well, uh, it's just, it's just this NBA. It's this NBA coaching cycle. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, yeah, Bud. What well, two seasons ago, oh. uh, Bud won a won a title, right? You know, and 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 he's gone, and the person he beat in the finals, Monty Williams. Who remember everybody loved Monty Williams. Just loved last Monty year, Williams. last yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, he was a great coach. He's a great guy. He went through a personal tragedy. You know, blah blah. It was wonderful. Then the ownership changed, and it seemed like his his it was a target on his back from day yeah. one. You know, yeah. they make this trade for, you know, uh, Durant, who I think, you know, we'll talk about this later in the show in terms of who's emerged and who's stepped back. Right. But so you got three coaches get beheaded. Budenheiser gets said, and you made a good point uh, off air before you got on the show. Uh, you're listening to, uh, what's the guy's name on uh, NBA radio? Uh, Ter- Termini and Johnson. Uh, yeah, Termini. You know, and, you know, people – you know, his, his, his Budenholzer got fired, I think, when the day or so his, his brother died. His brother, his it, brother died. A sudden death in a car crash. It's not even you like know? it was expected or anything. Yeah, then, you know, so how do you break that news? Yeah, you know, Bud, uh, you know, my condolences. By the way, you're fired, you know. Well, I mean, and, and I guess you go into these professions knowing that basically it's kind of like your job, like, Right. Anybody's job is not your job. You're basically just renting space. Right. At, at any given time, it could be taken away. And I guess it's magnified as a head coach. You know, um, we were joking about Missoula. You know, okay, he survived, and they'll grudgingly give him. And they almost say, well, it's not because he was so good, because Doc was so bad. Right. You know, and right. now they're playing now Miami, and you can hear the narrative already, you know, Spolstra. You know, best coach in the NBA, you know. And so Missoula's in the unenviable position, as you pointed out, that, you know, this time last year, the Celtics were headed to the NBA Finals, right? So if Missoula doesn't at least do that, you know, so so it's not like he could even be satisfied with getting everything he's doing. Yeah, well, he's supposed to do that. Of exactly. exactly. And I'm, I'm laughing this whole time, man. And, you know, a lot of it is like – the media, the twenty four seven media, the Twitter—you know, everybody has everybody has an opinion. Everybody swears they could coach this team. You know, they they could just step in there and and push all the right buttons. You know, so so Missoula. To me, I'm watching Boston. They're just they're doing the same exact thing they did last year. Remember, they played Milwaukee. They lost uh, at home, uh, Game Five. I think it was that, that forced them to go into Milwaukee and win Game Six. Everybody's like, yeah. "Why don't they take care of business at home?" Then the next series against Miami, they had they had a closeout game in the Eastern Conference Finals against Miami at home. They lost, and they had to go to Miami and win on the road to get to the finals. Right? So Boston has been schizophrenic like that. That's that's like the personalities of the players on the team. They don't come to play unless they absolutely have to. That's I noticed mm-hmm. that last year watching them. It drove me crazy. And they're just doing the same exact thing now. But Zula stinks. He's a, he's a, he's doing the exact same thing. Ime Adoka did. But right. but he's great. You know, that doesn't make any sense. Right. And, and, like, and that's what I said. In your article, uh, Doc Rivers said it perfectly that 
and I didn't even think about it. Like Missoula has the toughest job. And he said, Doc said in the history of, <laughs> right. of, of, of the NBA. I mean, he has to, he actually has to, he's going to have to win the finals right. to get any credit. Any credit to, at all. To get a not little credit. Get, not just get to the finals, but he's got to, he, he's got to win the NBA championship for people that, okay, all right. right. You 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 you've arrived. You're a made man, right? You know? Which is is I, I I don't know. I mean, that's just the way it is. I don't know what's more bizarre or existential that or John Morant, because mm. in, in each case you've kind of run out of stuff to say. I mean, it is what it is. With Morant, uh, we had my my colleague at Anscape, Jerry Bembry, wrote a, a nice column about uh, Morant. But I'm thinking, when you think about what to say, what do you say? To a young dude whose parents are basically his employees, you know, uh, and who's made it clear, like, like probably he's joined, he's joined other wealthy, privileged people in society, and that's where we are, where wealth has become the highest value. That if you've got money and privilege, there are no consequences. I mean, even with a guy like your boy POTUS forty five being convicted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, being convicted of um, everything under the sun, of <laughs> sexual assault. Before that, you know, Alvin Bragg and the whole idea of bringing it. I mean, it's like we're in this era that money, not morality, not ethics, is the highest value. And if you got it, then you're kind of above the law and you kind of make your own, you make you your own law. You're a law to yourself, you know. So um, with, with Ja... Morant, you know, he's had this second gun incident. And I think unless the NBA, I know we're kind of going all over the place, but I think unless, remember when it first happened, you know, uh, the NBA had Adam, who I think is, you know, is a good liberal guy, you know, responded as good liberal people sometimes do, which is not to the benefit of what should really happen to the perpetrator. Right. And so I listen, we got a blah, 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 blah. Well, He's going to counseling and, you know, get him a few, eight day. You know, clearly that was like laughable. And I right. think unless you suspend this guy for an entire season, unless Nike does not release his shoe, unless Power A drops him, unless all the money streams begin to dry up, you know, and that's what his parents, you know, all the people who are recipients of this power, when you dry up their money stream. You know, when their money stream dries up and suddenly, you know, they don't get invites to the club and the part, you know, when then maybe they'll start being parents. But at, at that point, you know, John's like what, 24, 25, you know, and he's got all this guaranteed money coming in. Yeah. I, I think there's a very long road before he feels any type of until he feels the cold. So I don't know, man. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I get, I guess so. I mean, ju- just how fast he did the exact same, he committed the exact same offense as far as the NBA is concerned, is just astonishing that he would, you know, just a couple months later, he's doing the exact same thing yeah. on camera, waving, waving a gun. You know, I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I, I guess I can't remember back to when I was twenty three. You know how, how you know, fra- fragile my mind was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm trying we to give. We don't want to revisit those. Yeah, we don't. We don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to revisit that. You know, but yeah, in terms of the in terms of the punishment, 
I mean, you you could like you said, you could see, you know, Adam Silver kind of gave him somewhat of a pass the first time. Everything seemed all contrived. His his apology, his counseling, like he he, he you know, even even the games he was suspended, it, they allowed him to they allowed either him or the team to do it on their own. Like, oh, Jaws stepping away from from the team, and then they they included those games that he missed in in his suspension. So it was like time served kind of deal. And then, so now, you know, what are they going to do? You know, to me, you know, 20, 25 games seems fair, but you're right. Is that, will that be a real message to him? What is that? 25 games and you go to Bermuda, you know, (laughs) you know, that's punishment that I don't have to play, you know, I'll go and and work. I mean, so, and I guess. So what do you, so you think, you think they got to give him a year or half a year or what? Well, what what do you think gets his attention? And I think that's the thing. I think I think half a year would get his attention, or you know, a full year. It seems a little harsh to me because I mean, I know what he's doing is wrong, no question, right? But it's not illegal, right? (laughs) Right. Like like the gun laws in Tennessee, that's just fine. You know, you you can have a gun anywhere you go in in Tennessee. You can you can it can be concealed, not concealed. You can do whatever whatever the hell you want to do. So so legally. Right, legally he's fine. Right, but it's you know it's the, it's the NBA, you know, and and and, and rightfully so. I'm glad the M- NBA is taking a hard stance here. That's what I think they should do because we don't want we don't need NBA players out here influencing the youth to to wave guns around and you know any more than what's going on already. So right, right. you know right. I I hope the NBA takes a hard stance and I hope it eventually gets to him. So maybe. A year, but I just can't see it because I think he's so you know he's he's valuable to the league, so much talent. He's valuable to the team. They're not going to want to sit him down for a full year. I don't think the NBA is that moral. No, well, no. At the end of the day, it's a business, and this is all about optics. Um, and and you you correctly point out that we're in the midst. He's in a state, and we're at a climate of gun control. I mean, the NRA may uh, may pay for his defense. You know. Because oh, yeah. said, what's wrong? He did nothing wrong. You could have, you could bear arms and you could show arms. And and by the way, I would imagine that if you did a survey and was able to go into the home of a lot of players, there are a lot of gun collectors. Oh, yeah. Probably a lot of gun collectors among NBA, NFL players who probably have some phenomenal gun collections. Right. Because they, they, I'm sure they don't talk about it, right. but I'm sure they've got phenomenal gun collections. So, in a way, you're talking about this stuff now, and, and the NBA correctly points. Well, yeah, you may have grand collection, but keep it to yourself. Right. Don't wave it on Instagram. Like, give me a break. Yes. And, and those guys don't do that. You know, that's the thing too. Like, I've you know, you hear people, oh, you know, these young NBA guys. Uh, we gotta get. But it's all, he's the only one doing this. Right. You know, that's so it's like caught. they're not all doing that. You know, at least right. you know they're not all, you know, on camera. You know, and and the, and and part of the narrative too is, you know, why is he doing this? You know, he comes from, he came from a, a, a pretty, you know, middle class family. Uh, went to private school, you know, Murray State. Like he's kind of, you know, he he's kind of just caught up in, you know, whoever he's hanging with, and and you know, trying to be something that he's not. That's that's right. what you know. That's what most people are saying. So right. somebody even pointed out, you know, they're talking about quote unquote rap culture, mm-hmm. and a lot of these guys. You look at uh, Snoop, and a lot of these guys are, are, are billionaires. I mean, they're, you know, right. they they they're not they they talk about that life they romanticize, but they ain't living. We ain't, we ain't living that life. I mean, right, you right. Know, I mean, apparently Snoop lives in some match in some ways. Kids are enrolled in prestigious private schools. Of course, yeah, it's sort of like 
we what we do with like black culture is that you monetize it. You know, right. you monetize it. And uh, it's like when the blues, when white people discover the blues, and all of a sudden you had BB, you said, you can't sing the blues in an air conditioned hotel. You know, <laughs> you know so I mean, it's, it's like everything is for sale in this country. Your souls, yeah. morality, yeah. everything is for sale. And I guess that's what we're seeing. So anyway, but. And we'll, uh, and we'll see what happens in terms of, like you said, we'll see what the punishment really is. Uh, we'll see Nike. To me, that's huge. I mean, the Nike deal is bigger than his NBA contract. Yeah. You know, so what what does Nike do, if anything? And we saw what they did with Kyrie. But, but you know, Ky- Kyrie was kind of convenient for them. You know, Kyrie's yeah. in his 30s now. Right. You know, they were able to segue to the younger guy, Morant. Yes. You know, Morant has many more years to go. Right. Does Nike, will Nike want to cut bait with him? We'll see. I doubt yeah. it. Well, maybe we'll only release a shoe in Memphis, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or, or why don't, what about the state of Tennessee? All right, what about that region? <laughs> yeah. right. right, right. So, I mean, you know, I, 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 I would guess anywhere between like 20 and 40 games. That would be my guess is what happens. Whether it gets to him, uh, you know, I don't know. I was disappointed with his on-court performance, to be honest with you, like mm-hmm. maturity-wise too. Like same thing. I think I just think he's immature, and hope and hopefully, you know, he'll he'll improve in that area because he didn't what? show up against the Lakers either. And then right. and then after the series, he's he's seen laughing after the game. Like, come on, man. I mean, what's the what's I mean, when you look at Jamal? And I was thinking about this even in general about it, it seems to me that the whole. Uh, player empowerment movement as a thing for as a militant movement as a as a forceful bucking against the establishment is over it's dead you know remember a few years ago we were all talking about the guys were kneeling and the and Colin Kaepernick and scribbling black lives matter in the end zone and all that that's dead you know and what's taken its place is almost like complacency like you know, even at a time when a large part of the country, there's this push of war to pushing us back to, uh, to back to where we were, back to where white folks feel comfortable, whereas white Christian nation, banning books, taking away voting privileges. But that's not like George, that's not concrete. It's not George Floyd being murdered on national television uh, and becoming social media uh, a social media, um, what do you call it? The viral social right. media episode. Uh, and even the last viral media episode, you had four black cops killing a black guy. Right. And it almost seems like that is not concrete. You know, we as a, we tend to, we have to react to concrete things. White cops killing black, but when you do something subtle where black cops killing a black man and it speaks to a much larger issue, we can't mobilize. We can't have all the players. You know what? What can LeBron? So it just seems we're in this malaise, where everybody. In other words, you're. You know, yeah, we know all this stuff is happening, Roden, the book banning, this and that, but we can't see it. It's not concrete. I'm getting paid. You're getting paid. Life is good. You know. Right. And I think you know it's like it's society and and the world we live in. It kind of forces us to do like we we're we're all caught up in you know I got I got to worry about me. I got to make sure right. I, I don't go under. I you know I gotta I gotta take care of myself and my family. Make make sure we're good. I don't have time to jump on 
everybody's issue unless um, unless you're like almost shamed into doing so with those big viral moments so you have no choice but right. to speak out but all the but all the little subtle stuff first of all half these guys don't don't have to worry about it never had to worry about it never had you know they didn't have to really take classes in college if they didn't want to right. you know they didn't they didn't they didn't have to read books if they didn't if they didn't want to you know so they don't you know why do they even know about it why would they even right. know about it? why do they even care and and it is all and all the subtle stuff is a lot of it in some areas is done on purpose. I was you know I was reading an article the other day in the Times about uh, uh, all the stuff they're doing behind this, all the stuff Republicans are doing behind the scenes subtly to take the you know to 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 weaken voting rights. You know right. they don't want the big splash splashy stuff where you you know where you you don't give water to the people in the line or or you know they don't want the 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 flat the splash stuff. They want the little tiny. Tweaks right. you could make in the system so nobody notices that exactly. you're taking away voting rights and nobody will talk about it. They know that that mobilizes us. It's almost like a strategy. Do not do anything that will mobilize black people. Right. They react really well when their back's against the wall. Right. You know, the George Floyd. This, don't do anything like that. Make it all subtle. Make it all, um, you know, very vaporous. And we'll be fine. Then make sure the right black folks, which they've always had a great way of finding out who to buy off. Making sure the right people are bought off. Making sure the right black folks are comfortable and are living deliciously. You know? And that's kind of where we are. You know? Um, like Sort of like with Gail's guy, the revolution will not be televised. We don't want to put it on TV. Right. <laughs> you know? And, 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 and it's the revolution, but not what we had in mind. You know? It's almost a, a counter-revolution to prop up the status quo that does not accrue to our benefit. So um, I know we started by talking about basketball and all that, but um, uh, it just seems to me that, I guess it, it, we were talking, John Morant kind of got us talking about this. Yeah. Uh, it's almost um, uh, it's sort of an existential uh, dilemma, you know, that, that we're facing as a community. And you're right, Jamal, to point out, it's just him. It's not like this is, uh, it's not it's not a known epidemic, though right. I was talking to some NBA writers. You know, some of the stuff that just goes on, as a matter of course, young young guys having a lot of money. Right. You know, just, I mean, with the stuff that you don't necessarily hear about because it doesn't rise to the element of a scandal, but it's just like, you know, quietly Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, and, and and the point you made about you know I hadn't really thought about it in that way in terms of you know getting him getting paid all his money, what incentive does he have to change? Right. Really, yeah. like I didn't think about it like that. I'm like, oh, you know, I think about it like, how could he do this again? Like, oh my god, you see the backlash he's getting. So what? He's still, you know, what's what can happen to him? He's got, right. you know, he's got all this money. He's changed his entire family for forever. You know, with all that money, he can, you know, he can go anywhere he wants on any given day. He can do anything. Right. Um, so what's the, you know, what's the real incentive even after this? Like, okay, yeah. you know, I messed up. And 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 you met you mesh that with immaturity, which all 20-something-year-olds have to, to some extent. You know, this is, you know, you might get things like this. But, but yeah, he, he's the only one going so far uh, to be caught on social media filming himself. <laughs> doing doing this stuff or with his with his friends, you know. But I mean, it does show you that that first time he really didn't give a shit at all, right? right. At all, right? And, and it's probably still may not, except yeah. 
the extent that is. And then, you know, kind of close out this point. I keep thinking about the kid from Georgia, the football player, Jalen Carter, mm-hmm. you know, who was involved in his second. He, he he was involved in a reckless driving thing once. They gave him a warning, which, like John Morant, he ignored and then was doing it again. This time it led it, – it, it contributed to the death of a teammate and a young woman, you know, although they have to take responsibility for two. But now he gets drafted, and they're going to give him a ton of money, you know, to buy even bigger toys, faster toys, you know. Yeah. Like it was and, and not only not only that, think about it, right? He 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 his stock fell a little bit, right? He was supposed to be like a one or two pick. He right. falls down to nine, and the right. Eagles are celebrated right. for 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 trading up and getting him. What a steal! Right. I wonder how how do we get this steal? Right, this is great. This is great. <laughs> but but he was driving right. Yeah, but we talked to him, and we he said he was he, like like Ja. He said he was sorry. And right. blah, blah, blah. He won't do it again. So here's a ton of money for this 23-year-old guy. So you're right, man. I mean, it's kind of like and, – and and I don't know, man. I mean, what would happen to each of them? I mean, you know, you you have two sons. You know, Kareem is playing. But what happens if but, – but it's different because you and your wife are like – you have – you're fundamentally sound. And his grandmother, both his grandmothers would beat the hell out of both y'all. You know, but let's just say something happens and at age he becomes a tennis prodigy. And at age 19, 20, he's suddenly in kind of to get a, a a contract for like oodles of the money that you ne- I mean, you know, a generational wealth. Right. And I guess I'm trying to create a scenario. Well, hey, I think you just you just have to pray, right? Because you don't know. Right. Like you could, you could, you could think you're raising your child to the best, you know, best you can, and instilling all these values, and then, yeah. and then, and then he, someone gives him five hundred million dollars or or whatever, and he said, "Okay, what, dad, what's mom, he, what's he? Yeah, what's he got? What, what does gonna, he need from us? Set you up. Where, where would you love to live? <laughs> Outline your best life. I'll finance it. You know, and if you go for it, you and grandma, both of them, outline your best life, and you got it." So then you're in a position of, you know, then you're going to bite the hand to feed you. You're like, you know, listen, you can't. <laughs> you say, all right, do you want me to, you know, take back this island that you live on? Yeah, I, I yeah, mean, exactly. I know I'm being. No, I mean, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and even not, even not even that. Like, what if what if you were really a, still a principled parent? You know, you're like, oh, no, I'm not going. I don't need them. He still has $500 million. He doesn't need you. <laughs> you know, and, and he's still immature. He's still in his twenties. Right. Don't do you know, that. We were all we were all immature. We didn't yeah. have we didn't have millions of dollars to go along with it. You know right. what it really what it really does is make me like you know talking about how this you know it's only John Morant doing this stuff. It does yeah. make me um, have appreciation for the other guys, the other young NBA players who who aren't in the news, who aren't yeah. getting into trouble, who are doing things the right way and still have that same kind of money. Right. You know, you gotta you gotta have appreciation. You know, I'm I'm ups- I was upset. During the regular season, uh, with Zion, oh, how he's so mature. Can he? Can he? Can he? You know, avoid gaining weight. Can he? Come on, get a chef. Come on, be mature. Like, like you know, stay in good shape. Blah blah yeah. blah. And that now I look at it like that's his only issue. Okay, I know. whatever. I know that's that's the biggest problem. Well, like you said, and I think you make a great point, Jamal. And I think we all have to be mindful of this. That we're talking about one person. Right. You know, we're talking about one person who does something incredible. And I guess the reason why we're talking about this one person is that that's, you know, you say, well, why? Are you Well, because you're supposed to do the right thing. 
You know, you're not supposed to do this. You know, you're supposed to stand in line, you know, like everybody's standing in line and we bring attention to the person who cuts line. Right. You know, everybody does not bring uh, an AK AR assault rifle into the mall. You know, most of us, and even with your boy POTUS 45 and, and to the extent John descent, I mean, you know, most people try not to be nasty and evil and, and offensive. You know, we, we kind of, live in our society by this kind of unwritten rule of civility where we can all be out in public, you know, and it seems like, Jamal, the only place where this is really even now played out is that you go to a ballpark, you know, 45,000 people at an NBA game. And at that, in those arenas, I'm sure we have people who otherwise hate each other. I mean, they're like Republicans, Democrats, independent. You got a lot of white folks cheering for these black, you know, but for those three hours, everybody said, "Okay, cool. We're right. gonna we're gonna cheer for the home team." You know, you know. So anyway, anyway, John Moran, God bless him. Hey, good night and good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck, good luck, John. Get your get your act together. Get, uh, T. Morant, his father. Come on, man. Do whatever you can. I know it's tough. I know it's tough. I know you got all that money. <laughs> yeah, but try, just try to tell him something. Talk to them. Just Dad, talk. get the fuck out of here. This is my house anyway. <laughs> All right, all right, John. I didn't mean to piss you off, John. You want me to take your son? Dad, you, John will ban his dad from the clubs. John could ban his dad from, from front row of the game. Right. He no, can't no, come no, anymore, no. Dad. His, his right, dad John. is, I don't know, his dad won't survive that. You know, he That's wants right. that, that attention. I'm going to put you in general admission, Dad. From now on, <laughs> you. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Do anything you want. Here's a gun. Here. <laughs> anything, but, anything but general admission. <laughs> oh my! Uh-oh. I gotta fly commercial. No. <laughs> TSA. No. Listen, man, take off your shoe. No. <laughs> All right, son. You win. <laughs> you win. You win. Yeah, I'll, I'll film your IG from now on. I'll, I'll film it. You can wear whatever I'll, guns you I'll want. Be, I'll be the photographer. Oh, my God. Whew. Anyway, yeah, what else? Anyway, we back, back to the playoffs. Yeah, back to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, what we got? So, who do you like? You know, now we go to Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, now back to the playoffs. Um, now, now, let me ask you a question. Jokic, Jokic and and indeed the same guy we were talking about, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, at Sirius NBA Radio, uh, Germany, Germany, you know, and you've got this whole great white hopeism, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of like a lot of these guys, kind of like being the right to a guy. You can't put yourself in perspective, you know, you know, you call on these shows, and whenever you're gonna bring up kind of racist issues, like, oh, come on, there you go again, playing a race guy. But it seems like Jokic, this guy particularly defends Jokic. You know, I mean, it's like really embraced him as an <laughs> example of how the white guy is is not giving his just due. You know, as it's by by default, a white guy is just by being, particularly being a star in a in a whatever a white guy is a star in a league dominated by blacks, whether it's being a, a running back in the NFL. Or star, it gets more, you know. It kind of gets it, it gets right. more, 
Right. You know, and people see. So I think Jokic is, I mean, clearly he's a great player. Right. You know, but the problem is that it can't stop there. It can't stop just being a great player. He's got to be the greatest of all time. You know, he's got to be George of the Jungle, master of all beasts, you know, kind of thing. And um, so to that extent, that's a long-winded way of saying I'll be fascinated to see him in the context of the Lakers. You know, with yeah. Anthony. Anyway, what do you think, Jamal? I've got his band from the airways. What do you think? <laughs> About the well, going back to the Jokic and the you know, Embiid wins the MVP. A lot of uh, even me, when you look at pure stats, I mean, Jokic's stats are hard to argue. I mean, the guy is like, you know, you can't argue points, rebounds, assists is off the off the charts, right? And is every all percentages and all that. But I wouldn't. I didn't want him to get it three times in a row because he hasn't proven to be that type of NBA star yet. And we know that's defined by the playoffs, you know, and what you do yeah. in winning championship, at least getting there, you know, at least dragging your team to. The, remember, LeBron dragged the team to the finals with nobody, right. so it can be done. If you're that great, you can do that, right? right? So I get it. I I, I would have picked Embiid as the MVP too, just because I, you know, I, I can't give it to Jokic three times in a row now. Right. If he takes, you wouldn't be Mark Jackson, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. And now, if you take, if you, if he, if you know, he has this, they play it in the Lakers, and they make the finals, and they get to the final, then next year I'll, I'll get off that. I'll be like, oh, okay, I, I, I can support you as many times as you can. Right? Yeah, because he showed, you know, he showed me he can do it, and this is his test right here, and he's playing against the best defensive player in the league, as far as I'm concerned, Anthony Davis. When he's when he plays and he's healthy. When, he, when he's not street clothes. When he's not, when he's not street clothes. When he's Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Davis, the basketball player, uh, he's he's the best defensive player I've seen in a long time. I mean, even, you know, he just, people don't even want to go in the paint. You know, they're scared mm-hmm. he's going to block the shot. Even he contests three-pointers. He can guard you on the perimeter. You know, he's tough. So I, I don't know how easy it's going to be. I remember in the bubble, he pretty much shut Jokic down in the bubble a couple yeah. of years ago. So we'll see what happens this year. It's going to be fascinating. Um I'm going to go ahead and say Denver and seven just, you know, because I think it's a toss up. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, Denver has the home court. They've had a great season. They look great against the Suns. They shut down Kevin Durant. Um, so maybe they can get it done. And so I'll say Denver and seven. But I, yeah. I, just, I want to see, I want to see a couple of games first to, to see how this is going to go. Yeah. I guess, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, everybody talks about Jokic's offense, but. It's, it's his defense that I think is the thing that could basically wreck the series. That's true. You know, if, if Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis offensively, right? You know, it's like in almost any sport, it's not how how much punishment you could hand out, but ultimately how much punishment you could take. It's kind of like in life, you know, you could hand out a lot of you could be a miserable, cruel person, but when the tides turn, how much misery and cruelty can you take? Right. You know, and most people can't take a lot. So, <laughs> right. you know, so the question with with with, um, with Jokic, and I'm sure that they probably don't see how do we protect him? How do we make him not have to play defense? Because we both know that's a blind spot right. for him. Right. You know, that nobody yet has been able to exploit. But I was thinking, well, that's going to be the determining factor. It's not so much, you know, people being afraid to attack Anthony Davis. But can Anthony Davis attack them? No, that's a great that's a great point. Um, that's a great point. And the problem with Anthony Davis 
the only problem he's really had in these playoffs is that he's been inconsistent offensively. He's always been there right. defensively every game he brings it, but offensively, you know, he have 25 one game, 15 the next, you know. So that, you know, that's a problem. He he really has to punish Jokic on the offensive end also, you know, when I say he he could shut shut shutting down Jokic really is a misnomer too because you know, Jok- you may shut him down scoring, but he's still going to get his assists, probably grab some right. rebounds. You know, Jokic could bring him out on the perimeter. So that that takes him, if he guards Jokic, Jokic well, could take, yeah, you know, take him out on the perimeter right. and then the lane is wide open. Right, right. Yeah, I think it'll be fascinating, you know. And again, given the United States well, polarization, whenever you have a black star oh, yeah, and a white yeah. star, that's like perfect TV. Yeah, just yeah, wait. Yeah, I didn't even think about that too. That's, it's going to turn into, you know, I go. I go and I'm I'm rooting for Denver this series, right? I could see uh, hypothetically. I'm surprised, Jamal. Hypothetically, <laughs> you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a late. You're a, I thought you were a race man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm rooting for Jokers this series, but I could see a point where it's, where it's like three three or three two, and and I see what the narrative is out there, and I might have to just flip it and go back to the it's Lakers. Too late. <laughs> By that time, it's too late. You either got You got to state your case now. You can't wait till it's three. Of course, three, three. Of course. Yeah, I don't like the way this gets ready. Yeah, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this. But uh, so you know, we'll, what about? Um, it'll be fascinating. Uh, yeah, yeah. What about um, Miami Phoenix? I know we're going to hear about this on on broadcast hoops. But My, it, it'd be Miami, 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 <coughs> Miami, and Boston. Yeah, Miami, Boston. Um, hey, I like, I like. I think Boston's a better team. Uh, uh, in terms, they have much. They have more talent. They have more, more talent when they they come to when they come to play from the from the start, and they put that defensive pressure on teams, and they're like everybody's involved. I don't think I, I don't think anybody in the East can beat them, uh, but they 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 seem to bring it like every other game. You know, they win a game, they get happy with themselves, and they come out lackadaisical, and then the team's up fifteen on them, and until they right. until they try to play hard again, and the Heat will take advantage of that. At least as much as Philly did, uh, right. so to me, Boston has to prove it to me that they can like like I'm looking at these first two games in Boston. Now going into it, I'm I'm just expecting Boston not to show up for one of these games. I'm I don't know if it's the first one or the second one, but I could you know I see them taking their foot off the gas and then the Heat you know bust their ass one of these games and then it's a series. Um, so I just have to expect that. I think you know it probably go seven again. You know, even, I, Boston probably have a chance to close them out, but won't do it. You know, that's the way I. Yeah. I see it going, but I think in the end, they have too much talent for the Heat, and they'll and they'll probably get it done like they did last year. And I'll just say, you know, Spolstra, great coach. We've been talking, we were talking about coaches and and their reputations and all that kind of stuff. What you know, everybody's on this. Spolstra is one of the greatest, you know, greatest coaches in the game, top three, whatever. But remember, they had a terrible regular season. Right, terrible. Imagine, imagine they would have lost in the first round. What would they have been saying about Spolstra? I'm sure that if he, if for some reason, and I think what would be, if, since we're kind of talking about Joe Mazzulla, mm-hmm. if they would just crush Miami, I mean, just literally crush them, yeah. and go and win the first two games convincingly, win one of two games right. uh, in Miami, right. and then come back and close it out. Oh, yeah. Then, I'll get, you know, then he'll get credit. Then I'll say, well, I don't know. <laughs> for me, yeah, for me, I'll be, oh, okay, yeah. now you got him playing. That's what I'll say. Right. He got him playing. Like, right. no no lapses. I don't want because that's that's what they're known for. I mean, they, and they like I said, they did the exact same thing last year. Still made the final and lost in the final. They couldn't play that with with Golden State. Um, but you know, I mean, we'll we'll see. That's what I'm waiting. That's what I'm really looking for for Boston to, 
in order to be impressed. I, I got to see them every game come with it. I don't want to see these right. take a game off here. Oh, you you you're back home in Boston Garden. You feel comfortable. We're just gonna win because we're home. That's how you that's how yeah. you look when you come out. It doesn't work like that. And 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 before we get to the last, then our best finals outcome, I guess, would be Boston, L.A. Yeah, that would. I mean, I know, you know, Denver. I think the NBA in terms of ratings, they're probably just like be a nightmare. If it was somehow Denver and Miami, oh, like, I might not even watch oh, that. Please God, no. Yeah, I might. Please, I might miss. I, I might not watch all those games. I'll tell you that right now. Denver. <laughs> no, please, please, no. You know, the, the best. The best would be yeah. LeBron and Anthony Davis against Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and and two first year head coaches, brothers. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would know, be great. That uh, would actually be great. You know, it's fun. Ham and Joe Mazzullo. It's funny because I've been I've been rooting against the Lakers because I've been picking against them. So I'm root, I've been rooting against the Lakers, but them winning is good for business. I'll tell you that much. No, it'd be great for business. It'd be great. Everybody would go to the beach. <laughs> you know, everybody would go to the beach. So let's pull for that. Let's, yeah. you know, we're journalists. That's kind yeah, of what we true. do. You want the story. Really pulling for the story. You want the story. You, know? you want the story. We don't want Denver, Miami. No, 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 no way. No, I don't want. Uh, that. Last but not least, we talked about so far in two rounds whose reputation has been enhanced so far in these first two rounds and whose reputation has taken a hit uh, so far in these two rounds, player or coach. All right. Well, enhanced, I just got some names. I'll throw out some names. Butler, Jimmy Butler. Uh, People, you know, Miami fans comparing him to Michael Jordan now. Uh, J- Jason Tatum, even though it didn't look like it was going to be that way uh, early in the playoffs. I mean, the way he came back that game six after playing terribly and then lighting it up in the last like five minutes of the game and then the next game he's, he scores 51. So I, I say Tatum. I say Darvin Ham uh, has yeah. enhanced his reputation. He was he was getting killed during the regular season. Oh, you know, he, he, he's he, you know, is he really coaching? He doesn't do anything. He just stands there with his hands in his pockets. Now all of a sudden He's looking like a great coach, making great adjustments. You know, everybody, look, oh, look, oh, look at the adjustments he made at halftime. <laughs> you know, so right. he he's he his reputation has been enhanced. Um, Jokic, we just talk about that. Um, yeah. His, his yeah. has been enhanced. Spolstra because of that because of that ugly uh, regular season he had, um, and now everybody's talking about like like he he'll, he could never be questioned. He's a top three coach. Uh, diminished. Philadelphia, we'll start in Philadelphia. Embiid and Harden both diminished. Harden more so, but Embiid, you know, he didn't show up like like a so-called superstar is supposed to. Uh, uh, Julius Randle in New York. There have been some, there have been some, um, you know, people on the couch who who have been able to critique his, you know, take, you know, watch video and critique his defensive effort has been putrid. Uh, You know, in the playoffs, not closing out on guys, just walking around has been terrible. Didn't do much offensively. Uh, how about this one? Jordan Poole has been terrible. Um, oh boy! So, you know he, he's got people on national TV saying, "Now, now I understand why Draymond uh, punched him." So that's I, I not know, good. Right. You're, you're, I, I know. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people. Everybody tries to see how to delicately say that. <laughs> exactly. The more you look at Poole, the more you side with Draymond. Yeah, exactly. So it's not looking good for him. Uh, Clay Thompson. I mean, I never yeah. saw him have a worse series than he had you know missing open shots he, he just seemed like he lost his confidence so that was terrible uh steve kerr is i have a question mark i mean do we do we blame him at all for for what happened to gold state i'm not sure uh and then over in phoenix and i think you 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 mentioned this uh kd 
Um, you know, he was supposed he was supposed to go over to Phoenix, and it was and I even thought it'd be a done deal. He's going to take him to the at least to the finals, and you know they got all this firepower. I know Chris Paul got hurt, but Kevin Durant didn't play well in the in those playoff games against Denver. He looked you know he looked ordinary at times, and then you know this is a guy who he's already he's he's basically like a hired gun. You know, he's treating himself like a hired gun now. Uh, for a super, you know, we're used to superstars like going to a team and you build around me. He's just hopping on a team. He leaves Brooklyn, right? right? He leaves Brooklyn to go to a team and and loses in the second round. You could have done that in Brooklyn. Right. You could have stayed in Brooklyn and right. lost in the first round and 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 have them build around you next year. Like what? what like I don't understand that. And then his teammate DeAndre Ayton has been a complete no show. Probably right. going to get traded. Uh. So those are my guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think all those are good picks. I, I'd agree with every one of them. Uh, um, your butler, obviously, because, yeah. you know, he always he always does that. He does. Um, uh, clearly, Tatum, uh, although I think Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown has made it possible yes. for Tatum to, like, flounder for a while. And then you know, Jalen Brown will keep them steady enough. Yes. So that when Tatum finally wakes up, you know, they they they're in position to win. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so I think subtly his his thing. Um, uh, and enhance. Yeah, Darvin Ham. I like Darvin Ham to an extent. Joe Mazzullo, though, as we put, he's in a no win situation. That if they don't get to the NBA Finals, yeah, he's just doing like he's, he's just doing what people say he's supposed to do so far. Right. He's holding serve. You know, he's he's, he's hanging on. Like he's he got okay, fine. He got us to the Eastern Conference Finals. Fine. We're supposed to be there. You know? Right, right. And then diminished. Uh I mean, Devin Booker was almost at the point of being uh, of being enhanced. I mean, I would almost right. put him in those things. And people realize how valuable Booker. I mean, he's gone from being as a rookie that all he does is score. Right. To being a just a great player. No, yeah, no question. So he's becoming and then in terms of losing rep, you know, your reputation taking a hit, I agree with you. Uh, clearly, uh, oh, I would even say almost enhanced with Anthony Davis. Almost, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about him. Almost That's... enhanced with Anthony Davis. I think, I think he's enhanced at this point. Yeah, take people, he gets so much of a hit, yeah. man, from Charles Barkley calling him street clothes, <laughs> like him really showing when he plays like an engine, they're, they're basically unstoppable. Oh, and then the other guy. What's the guy's name? Speaking of great white hopes, uh, on the the Lakers. Oh, um, Reeves, Austin Reeves. Reeves, Austin Reeves. <laughs> you know, almost like Reeves, the Superman character. Oh my you know? God! Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think you know that that's like another tier of enhance. Yeah. But losing reputation, I, I agree with you, Durant. I think people who defended him, defended him for leaving OKC and going to war and then going. I think people defend him, kind of like people who defended John Morant. And like, you know, maybe we're a little quick there, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that Morant has to be very, very careful with his legacy there. Um, and uh, who else? Well, John Morant. I think oh, his, yeah. his whole thing has taken a serious hit. He may not care yet because I think he's not aware yet because, you know, he's young and blinded by the money. That when you lose your reputation, when people begin to lose faith in you, and the only reason they like you is like what what is it? Uh, Billy Holiday's famous record, uh, um, "God Bless the Child," has got his own. 
when when spending ends, when you know, uh, money you've got lots of friends crowding around your door, but when spending, but when money's gone and spending ends, they don't come back no more. Right. You know. So right now, I think he's got he's blinded by all the things that money could do, the friends, even people taking up for him, all that. But there will invariably come a point in your life, you know, where that's not the case anymore. He's he's a long way away from that, but it will invariably come. Right. And it probably is only a feeling that when you've got all the trappings, but you're still not happy, you know, like he's a long way away from that. And at 23 or 4, he probably can't see that day coming. But, you know, he's better get his act together. Yeah. I, w- I wonder – about about John Moran, so like you know, let's say let's say this never happens again. Like I'm, I'm just wondering what kind of hit, long term hit you think he's taken, regardless of what happens. Let's say <clears throat> he gets suspended twenty to forty games, and we know, and and he stops doing that stuff. I, people, I think will will get back on the bandwagon. All you got to do is win, Jamal. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, that's true. To have him on our show. All you got to do, <laughs> all you got to do is win, and then. Then, then our story will be redemption. You know, we we've right. got a vault of stains that we could just pull out. Let's do the redemption card. Let's, you know, and, that, he, and that's funny. Oh, he, winning, winning, winning really is the key, no matter what. Like, you know, oh, yeah, like do great player, even Jokic. Like, right. you could have all the stats in the world. You could be one of the best players we've ever seen in life. But if you don't get, if you don't win, you're gonna get killed. Yep. So yeah, so yeah, so to answer your question, if in three years he's brought whatever team he's back. To like the NBA Finals, all this will be like a hazy memory, <laughs> you know. Like, did that really happen? I remember it's kind of so long ago. So anyway, and of course, tomorrow the person's been enhanced is you. You've been enhanced during these playoffs, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, you uh, even you've weathered the Knicks thing. You've come wow. up with your integrity, with your integrity intact. <laughs> Cause you dropped them like a hot potato. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was only rooting for him against the Heat. That was it. That was it. Yeah, it yeah, brought back bad good. memories, bad Heat Knicks memories. Yeah, no, I I gotta say, man. Well, I, I, I will not say because I do want to get credentials from Knicks next year. Yeah, that was that was they're actually they're they're an actual team now. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we'll see. Any, anyway, listen, man. It's been uh, it's been great. Hopefully, we'll do something. We say this every time, more regularly. Uh, but it's been great being connected. Great storylines. Doc, good luck. Uh, I yeah. guess the question is, Doc's history has been, he's not been out of work long. Whether it was he got fired at Orlando, spent one year in the broadcast booth, hired by Boston. Uh, uh, won a title in Boston, then with the guy Rocky, the, the Clippers made a trade for him. Yeah, he made a trade for him. Uh, took him, you know. That's the thing you can look at. He set a record for the for the uh, historically, no coach in NBA history has been more three to one blown more three to one leads. But right. if you're a team in shatters, you look at that. Well, wait a minute. He took him to three and one. He took right. these. He took these teams out of the ashes and took three teams to three and one. Fine, you know. So maybe we'll we'll bargain with that. We'll gamble. Yeah, that, that means you, you know, something he lost, you know, more seven, twice as many seven games as the next coach, which is Riley, right? right. So it means that you got there. That means right. that means you were good enough to get there, like you said. And the funny thing about this whole coaching thing is, all these guys getting fired, and they're all in the mix for the for the 
for the other jobs who fired their mm-hmm. coaches. You know, so I guess it's just you know, you know, losing the the team's ear or whatever. But all these coaches are just going to swap positions, right? And and be right. back at it. Yeah. So good luck to Doc. Good luck to uh, Bud. Good luck to Monty. You know. Yeah. Yep. And basically, good luck to us. Because <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, it all boils down to us and our loyal, uh, our loyal uh, listeners. Yes, yes. So I guess we're rooting for Lakers, uh, Lakers, uh, Boston. Lakers, Boston. No question about it. That's best for us. Everybody will go to the beach. Yep. All right, Jamal. Listen, man. Everybody, be careful out there. Uh, you know, um, I don't know whatever new strains are out there, but be careful. Uh, continue to keep the faith and have faith and uh, you know God bless see you next week listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube